Good morning and welcome to today's walk with God. Please, let us give thanks to the Almighty God. Tell God, say, my Lord and my God, I thank you for being my strength and my hiding place. I'm grateful to you, my Lord and my God. I thank you for having you as my strength and my hiding place. In Jesus Christ's name we give thanks. Amen. Let us pray to our God. Tell God, say, my heavenly Father, please intervene in my situation. Turn my sadness into gladness and replace my tears with laughter. In the name of Jesus Christ, please, my heavenly Father, step into my matter. Replace my sadness with gladness and my tears with laughter. In Jesus Christ's name, we pray. Amen. Job chapter 2, verses 11 to 13. Job chapter 2, verses 11 to 13. I read from the New King James Version of the Holy Bible. I read now. Now when Job's three friends heard of all this adversity that had come upon him, each one came from his own place. Eliphaz, the Temanite, Builder the shoe height, and so far the name at it. For they had made an appointment together to come and mourn with him and to comfort him. And when they raised their eyes from afar and did not recognize him, they lifted their voices and wept. And each one tore his robe and sprinkled dust on his head toward heaven. So they sat down with him on the ground seven days and seven nights, and no one spoke a word to him, for they saw that his grief was very great. Full stop. Praise God. Those friends came, three of them, their names were mentioned, and they saw that his grief was very great. Job's suffering was so grievous that the guests were speechless for seven days as they sat on the ground with him. Meanwhile, on approaching and seeing Job from a distance, they had wept profusely. They tore their garments and sprinkled dust on their heads as a sign of serious mourning. In verse 13 of chapter 2 that we read, Job's grief was described as very great. But the lesson there is that children of God today can also experience suffering in different grades. Small, great, very great. According to God's gracious will, not because that child of God has committed anything. No. But the important thing is that we have the word of God to guide our attitude to the suffering and our conduct in the suffering while the trouble lasts. First Peter chapter 4, verse 19 has something to tell us. First Peter chapter 4, verse 19. I read from God's word translation. I read now. Those who suffer because that is God's will for them must entrust themselves to a faithful creator 
and continue to do what is good. Full stop. Praise God. It's very straightforward. All those who suffer according to the will of God must entrust themselves to God who is the faithful creator. And they should continue to do what is good. But imagine some proud, boastful, and impatient people. Maybe pastor, priest, whatever. Stepping forward as a deliverance minister and insisting that he must minister healing and deliverance to Job and that he must bind the devil and cast him out. The devil, in that instance, who had a valid permit from God to afflict Job, will just slap that misguided and undiscerning prayer warrior and he will tumble into the grave, wounded and dead. But those who are humble and patient will listen and hear the voice of the Holy Spirit who will guide them appropriately. Let us not be presumptuous. Let us always know how to discern the will of God. Let us pray. Almighty God, we thank you. We thank you for this exposition. We thank you for the enlightenment we are getting from your word. Lord, we ask you that in all situations, help us to learn the lessons you want us to learn, in joy or in sorrow. Help us that our faith will work stronger in you. Help us that spiritually we will increase in maturity. Help us that in life we will be wise according to the wisdom of God. Thank you, Holy Father. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen.